Welcome to another episode of the Looking Forward, Reaching Back podcast, brought to you by The Good Success Group. We are grateful to God for your presence, participation, and partnership. And now, here is Reverend Greer. Before we get into the Word of God, let us have a brief moment of prayer. Dear God, we just thank you so much for another time and opportunity to share in your Word together. We thank you for the time that we have spent studying the book of James. God, we just thank you that we will be able to take these lessons and use them not only in our lives, but also in those whom we encounter, God. We just thank you, God. We love you and praise you in advance. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. James chapter 5, verses 19 and 20. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. Today, as we wrap up our Faith at Work sermon series, I want to preach from the subject, Search and Rescue. We're going to talk about search and rescue. My friends, as we have seen so far, the theme of the letter of James is that genuine faith is a faith that works on a daily basis by depending on the power of God. In the letter, James briefly greets his audience. Then he instructs them about the trials of one's faith. Um, And he also talks about the nature of true faith. He talks about the untamable tongue. He discusses a heavenly wisdom, pride versus humility, and he even offers warnings to the rich, and he champions for the persevering patience of all Christian believers. The letter teaches us that faith without works cannot truly be called faith. For faith must work. It must produce And it must make itself visible. Verbal faith is not enough and mental faith is inadequate. Genuine faith inspires and empowers godly actions. Throughout this letter, Pastor James, he integrates true faith and everyday practical faith. Right. He talks about um, how it's important for for true believers to to manifest their faith in our actions, in our good deeds. Um, Otherwise, it is not truly faith at all. And my friends, in part four, we discussed how repentance must be a part of every Christian believer's life um, because we concluded that none of us are perfect. um, None of us are immune from sin. And so we came to the conclusion that uh, we have to humble ourselves. We have to be honest enough with God and ourselves uh, to mourn and to get things right with God when we do stumble. And Brother James also helped us to realize that this repentance must involve both our hands and our hearts. Um, and so if you missed that sermon um, the other week, Hands and Hearts, I encourage you to go back and listen to it on our website or our Facebook page or our podcast. Today we are in chapter five, and our primary focus starts at verse 19. 
But in the preceding verses, we have seen the elders of the assembly being used in the restoration of a sinning saint. And we have seen Elijah being used in the partial restoration of a backsliding nation. And so now we are encouraged to also give ourselves to this far outreaching type of ministry. Okay. And verse 19 describes a Christian brother or sister who has drifted away from the truth, either in doctrine or in practice. And based upon the types of shortcomings and sins we found in this letter so far among the, among the Christian believers, among the saints of God, uh, this type of falling away can happen to any of us. That's what Pastor James makes very clear in his letter, that it can happen to you, it can happen to me. Um, but thankfully, James says that when this does happen, when someone does start falling away, drifting away from the faith, another believer can make this a matter of urgent and fervent prayer, uh, a believing prayer, right? They, we believe for each other. And consequently, by loving on this person uh, in this way, we can turn them back to fellowship with God and right fellowship with their uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. And this is a great and significant type of ministry that we must all be willing to engage in. Um, it has many benefits. First of all, we're told that when we engage people this way, we can save a, a stumbling brother or sister from dying prematurely under the mighty hand of God. Okay. And so the death that is mentioned in this passage refers to the physical death by which God sometimes punishes disobedient people. Uh, maybe you remember Ananias and Sapphira from Acts chapter five. We discussed them in our Truth or Dare sermon a few weeks ago. Uh, but secondly, when we participate in the restoration of a struggling brother or sister, the text tells us that we cover a multitude of sins. These sins are then forgiven and forgotten by God. Additionally, these sins can be forgiven by others within our Christian circles. And by doing so, this protects that person and veils him or her from the harsh gazes of the outside world. Um, and we should also not, you know, gaze harshly at people when they fall back, when they shrink in their faith, right? When they stumble and fall, we, we should not look down on them in harsh ways. We should do what this text is telling us to do. And so if we've ever needed this type of ministry to be revived, I would say, and I hope you would agree that we need it now, probably more than ever before, especially now in this uh, age of constantly trying to expose and cancel people for their sins um, that may look and smell differently from the way we sin, right? Uh, when if we be honest in the sight and in the nostrils of the true and living God, all sin stinks, right? It's no, it's no big sin, it's no little sin, there's no sin that's you know better or, or worse than the other is all sin in the eyes of God. And so when we see a brother or sister stumble uh, and fall into sin, do we rush to criticize him or her or are we swift to take action and start the work of restoration? Right. That's 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 the question we need to ask all of ourselves. What do we do when we see that? Because I'm sure you've seen it and I have too. like you see somebody that they maybe were on fire for God for a while for a season. And then some things may be happening in their life and then they just go the, the opposite direction. What do we do when we see that? Do we just assume that they never really were believers or 
You know, do we just assume that they are lost cause and that there's is no um, is no sense in engaging them in, in, the, in the ministry and we just let them drift away? What do we do? But if we want to be found guilty of putting our faith at work, we must be about seeking the least. We must be about seeking the lost and the left out. We have to do that. And I know oftentimes this includes uh, brothers and sisters who have started to backpedal in their faith walk, you know. Um, you know, even before the pandemic, there were people who had started uh, to kind of back backpedal. Maybe there were people who had started to stop coming to church. Maybe there were people who started um, to stop staying as engaged with our Christian communities. Um, and, 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 and who knows how long we're going to have to be meeting virtually? Who knows how long it's going to be before we can fully open the doors of our churches again? We don't know the physical doors of the church, how long they're going to be, uh, you know, not fully open. We don't know how long this is going to take, but let's not wait. I know we'll get there one day, but let's not wait until then uh, to get involved in these search and rescue efforts, right? Because I would say this is an opportune time as the Christian church to do some extreme outreach, right? That more now than ever, we need to allow people to see and experience the God that is in what's inside of us, right? It's not about our buildings. It's not about our, our you know, our, our church edifices. It's not about that. It's about us. It's about bringing the church to the people. And so that's what we're going to continue to do. And so what are some of the ways that we can do that? You know, let's think about that together. Um, what, what are some ways that we can reach out to some of these people who we haven't seen in a long time? But like I said, they were they were once involved with us. They were once very passionate for the things of God. Where are those people now? What are they doing today? Have we just forgotten about them? Because we can never forget that each one of us, you and I, everybody that's watching and listening to us today, we must be built up in the faith so that we do not fall back into the lifestyle and, and lives that God has already delivered us from. All right. I told you, none of us are immune. None of us are so saved that we cannot shrink back or, or turn back and go the other way. Never think that you that uh, into the into the, uh, you know, into your faith walk, into your journey that you can never turn back. I know we say that uh, we've made a vow to the Lord and I won't turn back. But yeah, maybe you haven't experienced the right thing, the set of circumstances that could cause you to to doubt or cause you to walk away. I pray you never do. But the text is very clear that it could happen to me and it could happen to you. So some things that could help us um, to hopefully avoid that is let us pray in the spirit together. Let us pray in the spirit and then let us stay in the love of God and keep looking for and displaying the mercy of Jesus Christ. Because, family, I, I don't know if you know this, but there's no other way for us to hang on to the faith that we have received without God's love and without the mercy of Jesus. We all need that. We all need love. We all need mercy. We all need grace. I've been telling people at the university, um, in my friends and family circles everywhere in my church that we need to, during this time, extend each other some extra grace, right? We need to extend each other some extra love and mercy because we're all going through in, in different uh, various forms and fashions at this point. OK, and so let's be a little more gracious. Let's be a little more loving and forgiving and merciful to each other. And I think that it's awesome um, and very telling that James, who is the writer of this letter, 
and his little brother, Jude, who also writes his own letter in the New Testament, they both take on this topic and they agree that the same love and mercy that you and I need to stay on this Christian journey is the same love and mercy that others need to come back and finish their faith walk. Amen. They, 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 if they want to, if we want to get people back on this race for Jesus, um, this race for eternity, we need to give them the same love. We need to give them the same mercy. We need to give them the same grace that, that we want extended to us. Amen. And so, uh, beloved, we have to be careful about being so quick to condemn folks for turning back because rarely do we know what's truly going on in their lives. Okay, we, we might have an inkling of what's going on, but sometimes you really don't know, like the whole story. You really don't know what people are going through. And, but then we get so quick to want to, uh, you know, jump on people and beat them, beat them down uh, about about shrinking back in their faith. Um, and so let's not do that. I mean, they, they may already be in the stages of walking away from God. They may have already left the church, uh, but let's not kick them on their way out the door. Let's not do that. Let's let's love on them. Let's love on them. Let's show them grace. Let's show them mercy, uh, you know, as God has shown to us. And so because that's the same love that God showed to us, the same mercy that he gave to us, that's what we should rush. We should rush to pay it forward to any struggling and brothers and sisters. Amen. That's what we should do. We should we should like have this this search and rescue mentality, this EMS mentality to get out there and to give grace and to give mercy and to give love. And so I know we get excited about making new disciples. Most times we don't have any problem with uh, getting people on board with going out to, to make new disciples, but we have to remain committed to nurturing the ones who've already come to Jesus, right? The people who've already come to Christ, the babes in Christ. We got to be as excited and committed to nurturing them and protecting them uh, and, and fostering and fueling them in their faith walk, okay? Because we need that. And, and that sometimes means that we have to go on these, what I'm calling search and rescue missions, because we don't want any of our fellow disciples to, to perish unnecessarily. Amen? We don't want anybody. Jesus didn't want anybody to, 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 to perish, and we shouldn't want anybody to perish either. And so if I were to sum up, uh, sum up this sermon in one sentence, I would say, uh, seeking the lost aligns us with the mission and mandate of Jesus Christ. I'll say that again. Seeking the lost aligns us with the mission and mandate of Jesus Christ. Okay. And so it, it is this type of business that we must be about uh, even before the, uh, the doors of the church are fully reopened. We have to be about this business. And so my question to you uh, today, those who are watching and listening is, uh, who are those people that God has been placing on your heart to reach out to in efforts of restoring them in the faith? Who are those people? Uh, and, and maybe maybe it's not a whole a bunch of people. Maybe it's just one person. But who is that one person? Because whomever they are, they are worth searching for. Right. They are worth rescuing. They are worth praying for. They are worthy of love and forgiveness. Amen. I mean, just as much as you or I were, they are worthy of that. And so let us um, not forget that when we're crying out to God, when we're when we're fasting and praying about the things of our lives, think about and pray about some of those people that, you know, 
that have walked away, that have shrinked away in their faith. Think about those people. Cry out to God for them. Fast for them. Call and check on them. Right. You know, send them some encouraging words and, and let them know you're thinking about them. Let them know the church hasn't forgotten about them because God, because we need them. Right. You know, we, we need them. And just like they need us. Amen. And so speaking of this love and speaking of forgiveness and prayer, uh, maybe there's someone listening today. Maybe there's someone watching today um, and maybe you have not yet experienced real love or true forgiveness that only comes by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So I'm going to ask you, will you pray with me right now? Let us turn our hearts to prayer. Lord Jesus, for far too long, I have kept you out of my life. I acknowledge that I am a sinner and that I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith, I receive your gift of salvation and am ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart now, Lord Jesus, and be my Savior forever. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer with us today, the angels in heaven are rejoicing, and so are we. And we're so grateful that you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe for the first time, or maybe you're recommitting yourself to Jesus today. But either way, we would love to hear from you. Would you write us a comment in the section below or send us a message in our inbox to let us know that you either accepted Christ today or that you rededicated your life to Christ today? We want to celebrate with you in the name of Jesus. Would you do that for us? Amen. So I also want to pray, though, for all the rest of us that have already been on this faith walk and we are already engaged in our ministries. But um, we want to pray and be intentional about not letting anybody drift away. So let us pray about that. Dear God, we just thank you for those who accepted you today and for those who maybe rededicated their lives to you today, God. As the church, God, help us to be bold enough to be the church. Let us be intentional about loving on people, God. Let us be intentional about checking on each other. Let us be intentional about not letting anybody drift away in their faith unchecked, God. Let us call and check on each other. Let us maybe pick up a pen and a piece of paper and write a card or a note um, to encourage a brother and sister that we haven't seen or heard from in a while, God. Let us send an email, God. Let them know we're praying about them, God. Let us do whatever that we can do uh, to bring them back into the fold and get them back included and engaged in, in the work of our kingdom building, God. Let us not forget and we need to say the same love and mercy and grace that we need to stay on this journey, God. It's the same things that uh, that's the struggle and the same things that other people will need to come back and finish this race. And so, God, help us to be about your business, God. Let, let us never forget uh, that we all must be built up in faith. And so, let us be let us be about that business. Let us be about your business, God. Uh, put and if, if, we, if maybe we don't have somebody. That, that comes to our mind right now, God. We're asking that this week you put somebody on our heart. You put somebody on our mind uh, that we can reach out to them. And we pray that you give us the words to say and how to say it, um, that they can receive it and hear it in a way that is loving, in a way that is beneficial. Uh, 
okay? So God, we just love you. We thank you and praise you in advance. In Jesus' name we pray, man. The Good Success Group would like to thank you for listening to and sharing this episode of the Looking Forward, Reaching Back podcast. If you have not already done so, please consider subscribing to this podcast so you can be notified of any future programming. And to sponsor future episodes of the Looking Forward, Reaching Back podcast, please click on the support button or connect with us via Cash App or PayPal. The information to do so is listed under the description for this episode. We thank you so much for your support. Stay blessed.